Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we discuss common mistakes when coaching yourself. Mm, so even when we talk about coaching, uh, obviously we're talking about like health and fitness, but I feel like this falls under every category as well, because coaching is a very broad term and there's a lot of different types of coaches as well. But obviously today, Danny and myself are going to be talking about our expertise um, in coaching and health and fitness and training and other areas as well. So we really wanted to be able to talk about some of the common mistakes that we see um, when people take take on this task completely on their own. Uh, I'm speaking to all the coaches out there as well that are like, yeah, I'm a coach. I probably don't need coaching um, because we're we're coaches, right? So we're here to highlight some of the common mistakes that we see um, in particular with coaches, but then also just with like anyone in general, really. Yeah. Have you had many coaches in your time? I know we've spoken about it before, but, you know, within and and outside the fitness industry, what have sort of been the coaches that you've taken on? Yeah. As in personally myself? Yeah, personally for you. Yeah. As a client. Yeah. Yeah. I've had quite a few and I would say, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I would say probably at least five or six in my time. I've probably had five or six coaches or mentors in my time. Actually coaches, I'm going to separate these two. I've probably had about five coaches in my time. And then I've definitely had a handful of um, both free and paid mentors at different periods as well. So yes, most definitely I've had lots of coaching experiences. And I think that's not only showed me like what to do, but it's also showed me what not to do. And I've learned a lot from different coaches, both good and bad. And I think that's invaluable to be honest, because you, how can you be, how can you coach clients when you don't know what it feels like to be a client? You know, like how can you actually do it? I think having experience and knowing what it feels like on the opposite side is just invaluable. And yeah, it's just something, obviously that's a really strong bias of mine because I'd always been a client for years and years and years before I ever stepped into the coaching space. So I don't really see how someone can be um, a coach without being a client, but love to hear from you. Uh, Have you had many coaching experiences uh, over the years? Yeah. And I just wanted to lead with this so we can lead by example on why we're talking about this topic, because we definitely know what it's like from the client's perspective as well as the coach's perspective. So you mentioned you've had around five coaches and then some mentors that you didn't include in that number. Um, And I've definitely had coaches for health and fitness type, um, quote unquote. I've probably had one main coach, but then Mm. I've spent time learning from other coaches and mentors as well. But then, you know, business, um, all other areas in life, I've definitely sought out mentors just to save excuse me, just to save the time, the money and the effort. But um, Mm. the best uh, lessons also did come from what not to do. And that really allowed me to formulate my business and what I currently do based on being a client of people. And yes, the experience was great, but then I could sit back and recognize, hmm, no one's really doing this or no one's really doing that. Mm. Maybe that's what I can start to incorporate. And it was great to recognize and learn from the client's seat what it feels Mm. like to be on the receiving end, but then also use that space to then brainstorm ideas for when I was in the coaching seat as well. Yep. 
Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, I think it's so good to be able to make sure you can experience, you know, what you're going to put other people through. Because like you said, Danny, and I think that's probably just the business mindset in us. So I'm like, oh, why don't you do it this way? Or like, as if you do use that, like, why don't you use this program? Or like, you know, we're always going to be problem solving. But that's because we're going through the experience ourselves. And I definitely 100% learn better through like hands-on practical stuff or experiencing something myself than what I ever will reading something or doing a course, right? And even though like courses are great and like, of course, we should be learning and expanding, nothing in my opinion trumps being able to go through something yourself. Like if you've never gone through a cut yourself, it's really hard to coach someone. You can know calorie deficit. You can know these things, but I'm like, no, no, no. Until you've been there, um, I don't think you can really qualify to be able to speak on the experience, right? And I know there's a lot of people being like, oh, you know, like this, there's arguments for both, but there's two sides of coaching. There's an art and a science. And I think to really know the art, you need to have experienced the the thing itself. Yeah. And it's really important to not only just learn the theory around things, but as you said, getting that practical experience and not even around the knowledge of a topic, for example, you know, using training and nutrition, but then just having the confidence as well. Because if you're a coach and you know the theory, but you're not confident in yourself, then that will hinder yourself as a coach anyway so sometimes you just need to reach out to someone who's in that authority seat just to get a bit of self-confidence or just to see the world through different eyes or meet different people it's not always about hiring a coach just to learn theory you know to learn Mm -hmm. the hows and whys of certain uh, processes to get an outcome it's about maybe just feeling better about yourself and getting a little bit more confident making some new friends as well we can't forget that element of coaching too yeah, hundred percent. There's so many reasons why you should um, take on coaching. There's so many reasons, but today we're going to talk about some of the common mistakes um, that can come across when you are coaching yourself. Uh, and again, this, if you're not in coaching at the moment, like you know, question yourself as we go through these things because I think it's important to be able to challenge yourself. Um, and you know, of course, we're not saying you need to be in coaching forever, but especially if you are a coach. I always encourage people like, why would you do your own coaching at the same time when you're already catering to so many other people? Um, But then just broadening your experience, um, your own exercise vocab, you know, your own learning, your own goals personally and professionally. Um, So yeah, we really just want to dive into some of the common mistakes that we see all the time. Yes. And the first one we see, or the first point is people not practicing what they preach. And Mm. we see this all the time. And that is the quickest way to lose authority, saying one thing and doing another. And yes, Mm. it can be so easy to fall into the trap of becoming so busy as a coach that you put your health and fitness on the back burner. But then the Mm -hmm. feelings from within of feeling, you know, incongruent, knowing that you're telling someone, oh, you just got to make time for it. Don't worry if that works busy. But then in the background, you haven't trained in three weeks. You just feel like shit, to be honest. So you do Mm -hmm. see it all the time. Um, Not practicing what you're preaching is definitely probably the main thing that we see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, it also depends on you know, the the experience and the time in the industry too. Because I know like, for example, um, and I've definitely got a, an avatar in my, in my mind of like who I might be speaking to, but who I'm not speaking to is like the coach that is like, you know, 50, 60, have been doing this for a long time 
long time. They're coaching like sporting performance people. Like they're not playing the sport anymore, but they're a master at it, you know, and they're coaching, right? It's probably no one listening to that. And you've probably got people in your mind as well. Like I definitely follow a lot of people where, yeah, they're not actively practicing what they preach, but they've got authority. They've got status. They've got runs on the board. They've been doing it for a long period of time. Whereas if you're a new coach, it is ignorant to think that you know it all. Um, and it's, it's, it's dangerous, right? To think that you know it all because you're robbing yourself of future potential too. But not practicing what you preach often comes when people are left to their own, um, I guess, devices to do stuff on their own, right? And then something that's sort of like, I don't know, it icks me a little bit is when people are like, yes, you need coaching, like you need to do these things, but then they're not investing in it themselves. And I'm like, people can smell when you're not being authentic. Like they can sense that. And the question in their mind is just probably like, what are you doing then? You know, and that always comes up for me because I see a lot of people get like maybe one coaching experience or they they do something for 12 weeks or they do one course and then they're <laughs> like, yep, I know it all. And it's like, nah, <laughs> like you, that that's a, that's a definition of like being an amateur is feeling like you know it all. So if you've learned something from someone or done something and then you're just taking that model and then rolling on and being like, yep, I'm a coach now, I pre-qualify. I don't know. That's just my opinion of, no, you don't. And I would never hire a coach that hasn't got runs in the board, um, like, you know, from the, from those years of experience or whatever it might be, or isn't actively growing themselves. To me, I'm like, I'm going to catch you. And every time <laughs> I've moved from coaches, right, that's the truth. Every time mm. I've moved from coaches, it's because I felt like I stopped learning. Um, and that was my biggest thing. I felt like I, I wasn't getting value anymore. I wasn't growing. I wasn't expanding my own knowledge. And I know for coaches, that's a that's a big asset. Like we need to feel like we're being strong stretched otherwise we're, we're finding someone else that does so not practicing what you preach is often a result of not growing yourself personally and professionally yeah and you brought up so many amazing points there and I think the word coach comes in so many ways now you did mention someone who's um, worked with athletes and they're really good at, at at giving the instruction like elite sporting teams as you said but we're not really talking to those people today but what is so prevalent in our industry now are Instagram coaches you know they're not actually working with clients so I love that you highlighted then have they got any rungs on the board? You know, are they continuing to grow? Do they feel like they still don't know it all? They're the three main points to look out for because, and I still get a lot of people coming to me saying, what do you think about this and that? Um, they might send me a reel that goes for 30 seconds that just shuts down, you know, everything I believe in. And I don't mind the challenge, you know, mm. I because it allows me to then be able to explain the theory behind why I might not agree. Um, but then you sort of look at that person and I love to highlight, well, does that person actually work with clients at the moment or are they working on a goal themselves? And more often than not, they're actually not doing either then they don't have clients or they're not really training they just know how to talk on a microphone and get a lot of likes so it's really it, it's the truth um oh. I am being a bit cheeky about it just because it's so annoying <laughs> freaking annoying Daddy, get cheeky don't cheeky like tear them down no I'm kidding <laughs> well you know what I mean? So it's like, yes, yeah. maybe one study that was poorly mm. articulated said this, but where are the clients to prove it? And that's what I want yep. people to really draw attention to because these people are definitely not practicing what they preach. 100%. I'm like, 
laughing on the inside because oh I just resonate so hard with you and the other day like actually I didn't draw any attention to this and it took every vessel in my body Danny to not be triggered and just like scream on the internet but someone took one of my pieces of content and did like a you know like a mashup like really you know how people what do you call it on TikTok yeah um no on Instagram and TikTok they of course they you know duplicated the content anyways (laughs) So anyways, oh God. And I was getting tagged in it. And I'm like, what? This is this is so funny. The the argument was ridiculous, but I'm gonna tell you what Please. the thing was, right? They they took they took a video, a reel that we made that I was talking about tempo um yep. and how important temp, tempo is, right? Yes. They actually took the clip and then they they like chopped out like 10 seconds of it where I was saying like tempo is the most important thing that you should be focusing on. And then it was this guy talking about fucking tempo is not important, like blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was thinking, okay, deep breath, Sherelle, Mm. deep breath. But I was thinking, one, there is so much stuff on the internet and he chose this to articulate. (laughs) Like there is so much rubbish on TikTok. You actually chose someone who's talking about tempo is something that you want to you want to question right so that mm. was my first thought and then my <laughs> second thought was like he's literally chopped up the the minute video where I was talking about mechanical tension and like other things as well not just tempo being the single most important thing right so mm. he sort of twisted my words a little bit totally mm. understood where he was coming from but it was the way he did it that made me feel like you're you're very fixed you're not open-minded you're not going to have a conversation with me you're just doing this to grab attention um and you're just doing it to sort of like I don't know try and call someone out and like get engagement rather than actually trying to prove a point or help people and I had the exact same thought I was like de-escalate because I'm like you're wrong like you're wrong but I was like can't be bothered it's people like that that I'm like you don't even work with people because that's where I was looking at I was like when I was inspecting his stuff, I was like, you don't even work with people. Like you don't even work with people. So how can you say that this isn't relevant? Anyways, you can tell that I was a little bit escalated, but I chose not to reshare it. I chose not to engage in it. Um, I chose not to do anything, even though I was getting tagged in it. But the, this is the thing, right? You get these people on the internet, they're not doing any good. They're not actually helping people. They're just engaging in like negative call out culture from people that are actually doing something in the industry. So yeah, that's that's my what? rant for the day. Can I just be clear? He took a video of you saying the benefits of tempo. Correct me if I'm wrong. Spun your words a little bit because he cut out some parts and then made a video saying why tempo is not important. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what it was? Fucking yeah. something. To do. How bored can you be in life? <laughs> like I almost was like, damn, can I be that person that can like I don't know, like comment some research articles and be like, mm, actually, like, you know, Bardsley says this and Greg Knuckles says that and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, just annoying for you. To support. Yeah. yeah Why would I you just need to look bothered. that up? No. Can't be bothered. But it's just an example of God. like people out there on the internet just being like internet warriors, honestly, yeah. and they're just trying to like create shit honestly like I was like I'm not engaging with this like I'm not even giving you my time or energy I just can't build thanks for making the video thanks for pushing my message out there thanks for the exposure but I'm not doing that in return yeah yeah good job for not engaging in that I know that would have been quite hard but I feel like he didn't really have a leg to stand on with his argument anyway so he knew Mm. not to engage and it makes you the bigger person but oh it is so then for people who witness videos like that whether you know Shirelle or not or whether you know both people if you're trying to decide who you believe 
then check out their profile. Who's working with clients? There's going to be one who isn't, mm. one who isn't guaranteed. Always, isn't it? So interesting. But that was the first one. And I just feel like social media, especially when it comes to coaching, adds a layer of complexity, right? It adds this like gray area and this gray layer. And I think everyone can sort of, like you said, anyone can get a lapel mic now and get on the internet and say <laughs> something. But whether it's real or not, it's just anyway, whether it's real or not, it's 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 another story. And again, like Again, another thing on that, like these people probably don't invest in coaching themselves. They probably mm. don't do this stuff. They don't have people to challenge their biases. They just think that they're right and this person's wrong and therefore I'm going to do this. And there's a lot of people, I can't remember his last name, Ben starts with C Carpenter. He goes out with So He Lee Fit. Um, he oh, yeah. does, I guess, reaction reels in a really like good way. You know, it's like mm. a positive way where he'll do them and he's like either agreeing or he's adding more context to it. So they're not always negative. He'll be like, yeah, this is a really great point by such and such reinforcing it. And there's definitely a way to do this sort of stuff and create content. And, you know, um, I guess not, not necessarily like he's not working with people or has clients, but he's sort of contributing in a really positive way. And mm. I definitely think there's like a good way and then like a, a not so good way as well. Yeah, I do love how Squat University does and he, he takes yeah. like someone's lift or but then yeah. like says the science behind it nicely and often people thank him for it and say, oh, I actually mm. tried that and now my squat's better. So there is a nice way to do it, but Oh, it's, I feel like people, like an, it's an invasion almost. It's like mm. if you use someone's reel, I know it's a feature. It's like get off. Yeah, get out. Like it, it is a little bit invasive. <laughs> so anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but I think the thing we want to recognise is a lot of these people who speak the loudest and make such big calls are not practising what they preach and it's mm. your job as a consumer to sniff that out because it's pretty obvious to yep. be honest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, really good one. The second, uh, I guess, mistake, which is I feel like the most obvious one, especially when it comes to like being a client per se, is just avoiding things that you don't like. Uh, now, of course, this can be in the form of like exercises or movements or things that you might not be training, um, but it can also just be in like tracking your progress or like doing your check-in. And, you know, we're always going to be like less compliant when we're holding everything ourselves. Like I know a lot of people take on coaching for that additional layer of accountability. That's for some people, not for everyone. But one of the single most uh, beneficial things of coaching is having someone make you do the stuff that you either don't know like you don't know that you should be doing certain exercises or certain movements in a, as a part of your program or your warm up or whatever it might be. You don't know, uh, or you just don't like them. You know, like a lot of people like, you know, at the start of coaching, um, when people do like a questionnaire and it's like, mm -hmm. what exercises do you not like? Um, I'm not asking you that because I actually care what you don't like. I'm asking you because it's going to tell me what you're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, I don't like lunges and I'm like <laughs> lunges in every leg day. <laughs> lunges lunges. Love them. No, Tempo no, lunges. Um, <laughs> pulse lunges. <laughs> Lunge day. No, I'm kidding. We um, <laughs> oh, but yes, avoiding things that you don't like. Most of the time we don't like the things that we're not good at. And that's just yes. the reality of like coaching and training. You know, we're going to have to do the stuff that we're not good at in order to progress in general. And when I, because I still do a few sessions with um, coaches on Zoom, just if they become mm. injured or something like that. 
um, or even a lot of my clients are, are coaches as well, but I still have some really high level coaches who have been, and I call it high level because they work with so many different clients. They've been in the game for so long. Um, so I do a few Zooms and avoiding the thing you don't like is the reason why I have to have that appointment with them because they've hurt their hip or their knee or it's like when when I ask them, what are you doing for your training and your warm-up, they tell it to me, mm-hmm. but they know that that's what I want to hear because they're a coach and they know the theory. So they know yeah. that I'm going to want to hear X, Y, Z. But then I go, really? And then it's like, hmm, okay, maybe I rush through this or I actually avoid this plane of movement. And it, it happened yesterday, yeah. actually. So you go back to the drawing board and you give them the movements, like what you said, that mm-hmm. they're avoiding. And you still yeah. see it all the time, whether you're a coach or not. Uh, people just have a natural tendency to think, oh, no one will, no one will know if I'm skipping it because mm-hmm. they're not owning up to anyone. But it comes back to bite you, whether it be in the form of injury or just lacking progress as well towards your goal. So avoiding it, yeah, it's it's never the answer to avoid the things that mm-hmm. we know we have to do. Yeah, 100%, right, 100%. And I feel like a lot of people as well, they don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to be like, oh, I'm not doing the stuff that I know. But it's okay. You know what I mean? Like we're all human, whether you're a coach or not. Just because you have the knowledge doesn't mean that like sometimes you don't need to kick up the ass, right? Like that's okay. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm a coach. And there's a lot of stigma around this. Like I'm a coach. I should have all my shit together. I should be positive. I should be super strong. I should be lean. I should know what to do. Like I should be super um, consistent. Like there's all this stuff and it's okay because we're humans and we all have off weeks and, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes we just need gentle reminders. And sometimes we just need someone else to take the reins on our shit (laughs) because especially when you're a coach, as you said, you work with a lot of people and you're giving all of yourself and generally people that are in service-based industries like they are um like they like people pleasing but they also put other people above themselves and having someone hold you accountable to be like no this is a priority too your training is really important and I don't want you to skip the the gym today I don't want you to skip past the core because you don't have time like I don't want you to skip these things um it's super important just having that reminder and someone else like telling you those things like from my experience a lot of coaches need that because they're like oh I've got things to do I've got a business to run like spending too long at the gym selfish like they've got this narrative in their mind and sometimes it's not skipping from a place of like can't be bothered it's skipping from a place of you feel like you've got other stuff to do oh yeah and the more you learn about flexibility and changing priorities Mm. and and all of that the more you can create a bullshit excuse you're like for me my bullshit excuse was oh I'm not going to do barbell work because I'll save time and do other programming while I because I need more time for work and I'm I only Mm -hmm. just got out of that loop like two weeks ago if I'm to be honest because my main lift would take an hour which is amazing like I love it but then it would be accessories another hour so then I was just rationalizing oh I'm working on this 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 I'll change Mm -hmm. so it was it wasn't an excuse at the start I really was in a um, period in my training where I needed a break and I mm. wanted to just do a different style of training to mix it up. Mm. But then I just stayed in that routine and that rut. And then I had to catch myself out and say, Danny, now you're just bullshitting because you've got all mm. the time in the world for this kind of training that you're avoiding, but you're just avoiding it for no reason. So yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to have that hard chat to yourself or I have 
Paul dragged me off the couch for our nighttime walk sometimes. And I'm like, I can't be bothered. But then we go, you know, or training with a friend. Sometimes even we need that kick up the ass. But I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect because, A, that's just so unrealistic, unrelatable and annoying as well. Like who are Mm. we to to not share the highs and lows of our journey? I think it's um, taken on board better by people when we are real and that's why we've gone so mm. far in this podcast because we do admit that we go through these things but then we can provide solutions on what we use to get out of the ruts we're not here to say yeah. i'm perfect you know what i mean yeah and i do i feel bad for people that feel like they can't share because it must be really hard to feel like oh you know whether they're injured and they can't tell anyone because they don't want to lose any authority or you know I, I even like um you know, there's a lot of coaches, for example, that go into the nutrition space that have a lot of like eating disorders themselves, mm. to be honest. And it's it's like the ones that can share and the ones that can be like, this is a struggle for me too. I'm working on it. Um, like that's so empowering. And I, like you said, I think people relate a lot more and they're like, okay, like she's not perfect. They don't expect me to be perfect. That's okay. Consistency is really important. Like it reinforces the right message. And yeah, like whether it's avoiding those things from a place of like awareness or or not being super aware of it, that's okay. Um, but you can't change something that you're not aware of, right? So sometimes it is you're aware of it and sometimes you're not. Sometimes you just don't know. And I've definitely had this conversation with like a heap of clients um, that in my eyes, I thought they would know certain stuff, um, whether it's coaches or not, right? Like sometimes we get this assumption that like, oh, they're a coach, they should know this, they'll be doing it. But then when you have a chat with them, it's like sometimes there is a intellectual gap there where they don't know and that's okay. Um, But again, this is why you have coaches to be able to like check in where you're at, knowledge base, physically, emotionally, mentally, uh, and then guide you along the way. Um, But then also, as we've mentioned, like having accountability too. And that can also, like you mentioned, Danny, be in the form of an accountability partner. Um, You know, you're fortunate you've got Paul there with you who obviously has this lifestyle as well that he can sort of like pull you along. Uh, Not everyone has that. And, you know, that's that's important to acknowledge too because I know um, even with a lot of clients that I work with, they don't have any friends or network or um, relationships around them that actually support this lifestyle. Sometimes like, oh, just have a drink with us on the weekend or like, no, nah, let's just get takeout. You know, that's the the conversations that they're having to like push against. And you've got Paul being like, no, Danny, we need to hit our step target. Like that's so that's such a privilege to be able to have, but it's mm. not for everyone too. So you've got to be really honest and be like, what's my environment like? Where am am I at? Because we've all got like the things that are like working for us and working against us. It doesn't mean you have to be a victim to them though. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why, um, you know, before Paul, I had a coach (laughs) to be honest. So that's why coaching is awesome because it does provide that community, you know, so not everyone does have people in their circle that can pull them along. And that's why having a coach is awesome for that. But, um, Mm. you know, people, whether you're a coach or not, you do get stuck in that comfort zone and you don't realize it. It just becomes your routine until you might try a different way and you go, oh my goodness, this is really hard um, just because I haven't been practicing that skill in a long time. But, you know, people just naturally deviate to what might be hard at the start, but then they stay on that path even when it gets really easy. And then they might not, like for myself, I was due for a change, but I just stayed on sort of that easy path for a while. you got to keep yeah. changing it up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, really well said. And the last common mistake that I think is, uh, I feel like they're all the very, very important. I said that for all three of them. <laughs> but the last one is uh, 
developing strong biases. Now, a bias, I guess, is a, a really firm belief. It's something that you're like, this is the only way. Like weights are for everyone, right? We all should use um, barbells. Like biases are like really strong beliefs that we have and we all have them right? Like that's what makes us individual. That's what makes us different coaches is that we have certain biases based off our experiences, uh, all the things that we've learned along the way as well. However, we can have biases, but we should be able to have them challenged from time to time. Like old mate challenging me about tempo. I'm like, (laughs) makes you check yourself to be like, is this true? Um, Why am I triggered? Why is this triggering me? Like, why can I, like, maybe is he, is he right? Should I listen to it? I'm like, mm. no. But we still need someone to be able to challenge us from time to time. One, you know what that experience actually did tell me, and I was reflecting um, with Luke about this. He's That's like, nice. this is good for you. He's like, it's important to know that the messages you put out there, they're going to be challenged and they're going to be yep. scrutinized and people are watching. And if you're not careful with what you're saying, um, even if it might be one word that's off, like the best or like, you know, using the wrong mm-hmm. sort of line with a certain thing, he's like, it's important to be able to audit yourself, your biases and the things that you're putting out there. And I'm like, you know what? You're frigging right. This is like a really good reminder, even though I was like, I'm right. Um, but what if I wasn't, you know, what if I wasn't right? And then I'm like, okay, shit, I should own that. You know, if I'm yeah. wrong, maybe they've got an opinion. So being able to have other people question you, obviously in a healthy way. And I know a lot of people like, you know, that's not good for anyone to feel like you're being called out. But no. having people challenge you in a really healthy way is so beneficial for your growth because you don't want blind spots. Like a lot of us know the knowledge that we don't, um, like a, a lot of us know our deficits. We're like, oh, I don't know this. I don't know that. I'd be curious about it. But there is like 80% of stuff that you don't know, you don't know. And that's what a coach or a mentor is there for. They're about, they're like they are there to be able to highlight your blind spots to be like, I know you think you know this, but did you know this? And you're like, whoa, mind blown. I've had my mind blown so many times where you think you're, you're onto it. You're like, no, this is, this is right here. And then they're like, bump, bump. And then your whole perspective and world changes. I've had that yeah. happen to me so many times. Of course, but that's good. And I really love even though that might not have been your initial reaction when you saw that reel, um, to just yeah. take a breather and and see it from such a growth mindset. But I love that, you know, you and Luke have that ability to talk it out and then you can say, okay, this has challenged me in this way. What can I take from it? But that's why making such bold statements, you know, people on Instagram not everyone gets a real mate against them. So there are a lot of people that probably should have a real mate against them because they are saying this is the only way. This is the mm. one way to do this or here are three quick ways to do this and there's nothing else. So um, I can't remember the word you use, auditing yourself. Um, you have to be able to explain your way and why it worked for you without saying it's the only way. Mm. People saying that this is the only way, I don't know why they're doing it aside from getting likes, but a real coach and someone who really thinks outside the box would be open to learning the opposite and trying to find a way in which the opposite is true. And then if it's not, that's Mm. okay too, but we need to stay open-minded. So when we're making content, as you said, audit yourself, but then also ask, well, do I really need to word it in this way? Is it worth the risk of one day it coming to bite me in the ass? Because I said, this is the only way and nothing else. Or how else Mm -hmm. can I deliver my message? You can say, this has worked for me and my clients, blah, 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 share your message. There are so many different ways. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then when it comes to those pieces, it's really important to be able to know that. But then, as I mentioned, it's also the stuff you don't know. You know, yes. like we have really strong beliefs and biases that we think are beliefs. We just think that they are like the sky is blue. We think the sky is blue. No one's questioning that because we just think it is. So you're not going to question the things that are like, you're not going to question your strong beliefs. You're just not going to. You never will because they're just the thing that you actually think. So having someone come in and like, not you just auditing, but other people auditing, being like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? And you're like, yes. And then you're like, when did I learn this? Like, where did that come from? Where did this belief come from? Um, And I think it's so healthy to be able to do that. And that's why you need coaches that are ahead of you in the game, to be honest. It's it's why you need coaches that are like a couple of steps or a couple of years um, where you want to be, because they're going to be going through lessons and going to have certain biases challenged that you don't even have yet. Um, And that's just invaluable in my opinion, because yeah, like ignorance or being uncertain or an amateur, that's what breeds confidence. As you mentioned at the start, Danny, what is it? The the loudest or like the something speaks the loudest. What did you say earlier? Yeah. I don't know. Just avoid people who speak really loud. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I speak loud. Speak, speak the most but you do see that with yeah. coaches and even work, when I used to work um in commercial gyms you see the coach that like is exactly the same if I can't if I fly down to Melbourne you know seven eight years later that same coach is still doing the same thing and it's like mm-hmm. oh, bless you but bloody hell like you haven't changed one bit and people do that when they're coaching themselves to bring it back to today's topic common mistakes when coaching yourself they just do the same thing over and over and over again Mm. and they don't explore the areas that that they don't really know much about obviously the aim isn't to learn everything about every topic but you just have to be a little bit open-minded to to just learn a different way yeah, 100%. I feel like there's two types of people that we're speaking to as well. There's like the, like we've probably been speaking mostly to the coaches, uh, to be honest. Mm. Like if you're coaching other people, like coaches need coaches, coaches need mentors, coaches need to be growing. Otherwise, your client's going to catch you one day. Um, if you're doing your job, they should to be honest, like be sort of leveling up with you. But if you're not leveling up, they're going to grow towards you and then and then what? So that's always the first piece. But then, like you said, the second piece is for the people that are just doing it on their own and they're not even in the coaching space or they're not like consuming a lot of content or or curious and learning, right? Like, and they're just sort of doing, um, they'll follow the same program for like ever. They'll do the same things. They'll eat the same foods. And like you said, Danny, they won't grow and they won't evolve. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. But I feel like a lot of people listening to that, that's, you know, if you're not growing, you feel like you're dying. That's me anyways. I'm like, I need to be expanding myself. So if you really do want to be able to make the most um, of your time, you need to be hiring people to be able to get you there. And of course, like you're listening to free stuff now, like we're not discrediting a lot of the free content that's available as well, but there is just nothing better than having something like built for you, made for you, guided for you to direct you from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah, and it's so important because I think um, a listener actually reached out and asked this question or it had to do with an ebook or something as well. I feel mm. like a lot of people, there's a few reasons why people don't get a coach straight away. They feel like they have to work up to getting a coach or work up to getting a personal trainer, which we know is not true. The best time to get it is actually at the start. Um, they mm. don't value 
the coach's service. You know, we they don't want to put money towards a coach. They think it might be easier to do it themselves. But, you know, what we've learned is you're best off getting a coach. And then after you learn the skills and the principles and the theories, you go through trial and error, you know, you meet your friends and whatever, soak up all the beautiful benefits of having a coach, then you can try and coach yourself. But I would never, ever go from coaching yourself first to then hiring the coach. It's like trying to learn to drive a car. You don't just jump Mm. in a car without your parents there or a guardian and then see what happens and then go to driving school after three years of being on the road, freaking if you're still around, you know. Get the instructor first and then you drive on your own. That's how I like to see it. Yeah, 100%. A good coach will save you money in the long run anyways because, yeah, you just spend so much time and money doing other stuff anyways uh and as i mentioned at the start like you don't need coaches forever like by all means you definitely don't but i think at the start you can get so far ahead just by having the right guidance and not making all the mistakes right that cost you so many years um and what's more valuable than your time to be honest like you need to be able to make sure that you're either investing time or money we only get one commodity in the world to be able to utilize but yes absolutely i think having periods off is also important to consolidate it is for me anyways like I might go like full hammer and go through lots of coaching and lots of mentoring and lots of different styled stuff um, with intentional focuses for myself usually personally and then I'll be like okay I need to consolidate I need to put some of this into practice for myself I don't know if that's the coach speaking in me though um, whether that's like the coach that needs to go away and then consolidate the learning and and whatever because I don't need someone to hold my hand Um, but it's, it could be for you too. Like you might find that you've worked with someone for a very long period of time. And then it's like, okay, I feel like I've, I'm like, they've done their job, you know, like I feel like I'm in a good place and I just want to experiment on my own, do my own thing and then go back into something a bit more structured too. Like, I feel like there's definitely flexibility um, and, and like, I guess, benefit in doing it like that too. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of the learning, right? Being able to be mm. into, in a position to then apply it yourself. You don't want to just be stuck with coach after coach after coach. No, like no. you want to be able to make the most of that op- coaching opportunity and then like what you said, consolidate, make um, those changes in your life that you've learned and then have the confidence to do it on your own. And when you and I take people on, you know, we don't create that reliance model we create a a model in which someone can come and learn or reach their goals and then if they want a new goal that's not you know in our scope then we refer out um or we say well done like you've you've learned Mm. what you need to what you came to us for um do it on your own without us holding your hand for the rest of your life because that yeah that shouldn't be how it works Yeah, 100%. And I feel like as well, at the start, and this has been my experience too, like at the start, I probably got coaching from a very generalized perspective and worked on like a lot of different areas, which I think is really helpful for a lot of people at the start. Because again, you don't really know what you don't know. Um, But then I feel like there comes a time for some people, not everyone, where you might want to get more specialized and focused on like sort of specific areas too and I think um yeah no one really talks about that like in, in all the different types of coaching it's not like you can just log onto a website and look at all the different types of coaching but mm. you don't have to go really broad and you don't have to go really specialized as well you you go with whatever you feel like you need yeah there's lots and lots of options out there but I think today we really wanted to just talk to the well we did speak to the coaches as you said but then those who are 
trying to coach themselves. And I'm saying trying because, again, you can easily fall off the wagon when doing it yourself. But um, the number one thing, people just not practicing what they're preaching. We see that so much. Avoiding the things that you don't like doing, even when you know you have to. Um, it doesn't matter that it's uncomfortable. You know, you still have to do those things. And we also see people really sticking to their biases. If it worked 10 years ago, they're not going to change their mind. But you're better off not coaching yourself if you find out that you're in those three positions and can't change. Maybe you need to reflect and say, oh, that's actually me right now. I think it's time that I, I have a hard conversation with myself and then make a change as well because you will not be getting the results that you want. And then it can be quite disheartening and frustrating as well. So this episode was mm. us trying to say you're not alone. It does happen. Um, but then mm. the magnitude to which it happens will determine whether you need to actually maybe see another coach again or just make a change in what you're doing because you're going to be spinning your tires. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you're not alone. Uh, we've said the common mistakes, you know, these are very common. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that they're actually making these mistakes until you stop, pause, reflect, um, and look back on whether you're doing, you know, these three things that, like, like we said, we see all the time, to be honest, in the industry, in clients, in coaches, sometimes in ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's really important to be able to do that reflective pace and look back and make sure that you're not doing these things. But in saying that, I hope that you guys did enjoy the episode. And as always, if you did enjoy it, make sure that you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Thanks, everyone.